And welcome to another episode of Throwing Bagels. Kevin Mooney here with you, a co-host, and our two other co-hosts, Chris Douglas. Hey, Chris. Hey, Kevin. Hey, and Jason Hamo. Hey, Jason. Hello. How are you? Hey, I am great. Thank you. You know, sometimes on Throwing Bagels, uh, we talk we talk about sports most of the time, but sometimes we talk about something other than sports, and this is going to be one of those times. And I think uh, Jay, Chris, and I, we've all been talking about it for, for quite a while. We were digging and working with auxiliary services, and uh, and finally, I don't know how she'll feel about, about talking with us, but we'll find out after. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, joining us to talk about the, the world-famous uh, chicken patty day at Oswego and other things is the purchasing manager for Auxiliary Services at Oswego State. It is Tamara Cunningham. Tamara, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for the invite. I appreciate it. First off, I mean, you were a student at Oswego. Actually, you were right around the same age as, as we are. So you, we just overlapped a little bit uh, yep. toward the end. So we'll definitely be talking about your experience at Oswego uh, soon during during our during our chat. But we wanted to talk more about currently your role as purchasing manager. So about how much food does Oswego uh, purchase on, on an annual basis? Um, well, it depends a little bit on the year and the timing and all that. But um, with the counts, with the um, customer base that we have now, I've been purchasing weekly anywhere. And it depends on what our inventory is at the commissary at that point. Um, my weekly purchases are anywhere probably from sixty dollars to $80,000. So multiply it out, you know, definitely talking a few million <laughs> for the year. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You know, inflation hasn't been our friend recently, but you know, we're still hanging in there and bringing the good quality products that we always have. So uh, are there any food items that are, are more popular or have become more popular late over the last few years? Um, you know, it's funny because students will complain that there's too much chicken on the menu. <laughs> and then what do they eat the chicken patty the chicken tender the popcorn chicken <laughs> you know the chicken wings they're you know our highest most you know the products that move the most most of them are chicken quite honestly we've seen a little bit of uprise in vegetarian and vegan options um but honestly put out chicken and bacon and call it a day <laughs> <laughs> Has, has there also been more interest in like a gluten-free type of option? Is, is there actually a gluten-free chicken that uh, kids eat these days? Yeah, we do. We have a lot of gluten-free students. So we offer our menus. Um, if you take a look online, we have them all online. and You'll see that we offer, we try to offer a gluten-free option at every meal, a vegan option at every meal. Um, and they're all marked and labeled so students can see that. In addition to that, like there's always like a gluten-free chicken nugget they can come get and stuff like that. They've come a long way with that stuff. So they're pretty good quality actually now. Has there been any sort of change in the way the kitchens operate or any of the dining halls operate because of like cross-contamination and that sort of thing? Yeah, we have to be much more careful now trying to make sure that that stuff is prepped in a separate area, kept on, you know, kept in an oven by itself at that time. That food, if people have allergies, we try to prepare completely separate and completely separate, you know, clean pans. And if they have major allergies, we use um, air fryers that are just for those allergens. And we try to keep everything as 
clean and uncontaminated as possible. So there's definitely and been a lot more allergens. Do you, do you serve, I guess, in those vegans options, do you serve like a beyond, like the beyond meat type of thing? Is that the way, is that what you kind of serve the, uh, the students for, for meat, per, for meat purposes? We have a lot of those products. We're hearing more that they want more homemade stuff, but we have Beyond, we have Impossible, we have Morningstar. We have a lot of those different brands that we bring in, um, but they keep asking for, you know, fresh products. So like, you know, maybe like a stew made with vegetables mm -hmm. or, you know, stuff like that. And so we've been trying to work with bringing new recipes in and work with that stuff as well. So a little bit of both. What kind of data do you guys, or do you look at data to kind of stay on top of trends, you know, of what the students want, you know, what type of food is out there that's, you know, become popular maybe at other schools or anything like that? Right. Yeah. So that's a huge part of my job is obviously like watching the trends. So um, we have, you know, reps and different vendors that come in and they're like, these are what the trends are. This is what the students want. Um, we also look at we watch like the food service magazines and we go to conferences, mm. find out what the other colleges are serving and what they're doing. Um, but a big part of our data obviously comes from the students, different surveys and what they're looking to see, because our population might be different than somebody else's. We're getting more students from like probably when we all went to school, they were all from, you know, like northern, central, southern New York. And now we get so many kids from the city that the tastes are changing. Like they're, they don't want regular hot dogs anymore. They want the Nathan's all beef hot dog. They don't want any pork in it. So, you know, we have to look at things like that. They don't know what a Rudy's Texas hot is. So, <laughs> <laughs> so things simple like that, we, you know, we've had to look at our menus and make some changes because just the culture of where the students are from is different. How much purchasing is done from local vendors at Aspigo? Um, I don't necessarily know a percentage. Okay. We purchase all of our produce from C's Farm Market in Oswego, and he tries to use as many local farmers as possible. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge chunk, actually, right there. Um, all of our dairy comes from upstate farms. Um, and upstate, you know, plants in Syracuse and Buffalo, Rochester that they're bringing stuff in from. So sure. that's all local. Um, and we also try to use... Like when we purchase like equipment and stuff like that, we try to use like women and minority minority owned businesses that are local to New York to try to make those purchases too. So I don't have a percentage per se. Mm -hmm. We really try to keep as much local and sustainable as possible. Now that that's great news uh, to do that. And uh, on top of the, those methods of trying to seek, you know, uh, local options whenever possible, are there any other campus or state policies that, that you have to keep in mind when making food purchases? Um, obviously they, you know, they have to be certified. So we mm -hmm. can't just buy from anybody out there. We have to use somebody like Cisco or Renzi or, you know, Palmer, somebody that's, you know, reputable and make sure that they're, you know, covered by the USDA and all that stuff. So we can't just buy from anybody that shows up. Um, with that, we've been working with the sustainability department on campus to try to make most of our um, takeout products sustainable. Mm. They've been big in like helping us trans, you know, transfer to that and making sure that all that is we've switched to composting. So we're working on that, um, all those areas. We've been making big strides over the past couple of years. So 
what items tend to grow feet and walk away from the dining halls? Oh my God, lately, everything. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's not just us. The salt we and were, pepper shakers. Yeah. <laughs> we used to take those all the time. <laughs> Statue limitations is past, right? Was, it was the trays, right? We slid down the hills with them. They were like sleds. <laughs> <laughs> Over the years, obviously, people have taken things from the dining halls. But I really think in more recent years, it's increased. One of the things that I think feeds that is previous to COVID and through COVID, we allowed mm-hmm. takeout. And when we came back, they said no more. So in my world, that's one of the biggest factors of it. They still want that to go and mm-hmm. they're going to take it whether it's allowed or not. I remember in our day, they used to like watch us like a hawk. Oh, <laughs> and like right. You couldn't leave yeah. the dining hall with food. If you yeah. had to like wrap it up and hide it in places, because otherwise you were going to get caught and get yelled at. Yeah. I remember getting chased out for eating eating a yogurt while I was leaving. They're like, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but in my day, I've probably chased a few kids too. So, <laughs> they were for much bigger things though, like the kid that stole my Christmas tree. Or oh, <laughs> wait a minute. I had one that took the bread basket and it had like a red and white checked cloth in it. So I called him on riding hood because he went around the dining room taking a bunch of stuff and putting it in there and then tried to leave it the whole basket. <laughs> so I can remember being like, you can't take that. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't care what's in it, but give me my basket. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we've seen some things in the day. <laughs> well, so you've seen quite a bit of things as your time as a dining hall manager. Um, sure. So tell us about, the, the and this is probably our favorite topic here the chicken patty can you tell us when the peak of chicken patty was or has it not peaked yet you know i don't know <laughs> um i can honestly say and maybe you're completely different i remember eating the chicken patty in school but i don't remember it being such a thing that we made a facebook i mean there wasn't facebook back then but you know we made a facebook page for the chicken patty um so it was good and everybody liked it but we didn't like praise it or anything so but i would say you know probably around like 2010 to i don't know 2015 it was this huge thing like we had chicken patty days and you know they would they just loved it so it and the things that they would do and say, and it was on every comment card and it was on every survey, chicken patty, chicken patty, chicken patty. They just loved this thing. So then we started putting it on the menu more often because they wanted it more. And now, Mm. so it's back to just being like the chicken patty, like dance is all over with because it's on, it's on more often. But I will say during COVID, when we had the supply chain issues, I couldn't get the chicken patty. Oh, I man. I had to get oh, no. a sub chicken patty. That was, that didn't go over so well. <laughs> I bet. You know, the hate mail was real. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't get it for you. Wow. <laughs> but that's, it's back. That's, so <laughs> It's crazy. We've, we have discussed this on the show where we've, we've just discussed our, how we built our own chicken patty sandwich. How did you build your chicken patty sandwich? Honestly, I was really simple with my chicken patty sandwich. 
I wanted the chicken patty, American cheese, a little bit of barbecue and mayo. Mm, barbecue. No lettuce, to tomato? No lettuce, tomato. It ruined it. I mean, for me, it was uh, American cheese, lettuce. And I was pretty plain. I actually just kind of ate it like that. Just American cheese and lettuce. Maybe once in a while, I put a little bit of mayo on there. But for the most part, and some, or maybe some barbecue sauce. But usually, I was a, I was just a plain guy. Just get two of them. Yeah, you know, two two, 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 two different sandwiches. All, always, you know, yeah, not a double two. decker, just two two full sandwiches. Yep, two separate. I ones, think you know? that was a requirement for everybody that came through the line. Not so much the girls, but you know, two <laughs> chicken patties and fries, two chicken patties yeah. and fries. And I can remember working the line, and I didn't even listen to people. I would just do them up because I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I, I think I used to have like I, I had the the lettuce. I think it may have had tomato, American cheese, and and sometimes I would have the mayo. But then sometimes I think I think the day where they would serve the there was a seafood bisque or some chowder or something that they would serve alongside it. So I would get the bisque and I would dip the chicken patty sandwich in the bisque and just eat that. And that was the, the crab spinach bisque. Is that yes, that's the one. Yes. <laughs> I don't even remember. That. I don't remember that at all. Oh my God. That's one of my all time favorites too. I got to tell you, but that's also your whole daily calorie intake. In one <laughs> yeah. <meal>. yeah. <laughs> the, the spinach would have turned me off right away. That's probably why I don't remember it. <laughs> It was more like the freshman 25, not uh, right. <laughs> but it was worth it, I gotta say. My ideal sandwich. So because I, I would get two, I would do mayonnaise, lettuce, cheese on one, ketchup, lettuce, and cheese on the other. And you just have a mess. Ketchup was good too. I could do I could do ketchup on it every so often too. Brilliant. I did ketchup more often than the mayonnaise, but I I'd throw the mayonnaise on there too. Sometimes I would just I would mix the two and just Put them all together. <laughs> Can the three of us like walk on campus tomorrow or whenever chicken patty day is? Can we get one somewhere on campus? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, there isn't, there isn't many a day. So we're down to three dining centers now. I don't know if you know that, but Little, no. Pages, Little Pages Close went, is going under some renovations. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's just Pathfinder, Cooper, and Lakeside. But the way they rotate the menus, there isn't many days that you can't get a chicken patty. But Oh, they're not on the same day anymore? Ah. Well, the, not every dining center has every dining center is on a different menu now. So you have a different choice. Okay. And they used to be all on the same thing, serve the same thing. They've wanted more variety. So we put every dining center on a different menu cycle. So they cycle around so they have different options. Not that they want in... to the other dining centers for them, but they could theoretically. And if we came in and asked for one, do we have to pay? Do we? How, are we paying? Or do we have to? Or do we? Are we just walking in? Can we show our old, no, our old ID them. cards from when we? We're, can we're, we show we're. our old ID cards from when we were in school. I still have mine. Can we not get I mean, maybe my... if you go see Lois, she might remember you. <laughs> she might let oh you. Oh my in. goodness! <laughs> I love not she get comped. I forget who the, who the who the the card taker was at Cooper when I was there. Um, probably Joanne and or Mary Ellen or both mm, of them. Maybe I yeah. don't remember her name. I feel like she had glasses. Yeah. Yep. They both did. I'm pretty those. I'm positive that those were the two that were there were there. So because uh, I, I graduated in 03. So I wasn't far behind. So, yeah, those were there for sure. You know, it, it's it's kind of funny because the the people running the register at the dining halls, they're really 
one of the first people you, as a student, if you show up on campus for the first time, mm-hmm. they're probably the people you see uh, about as often as just about anyone else that you would see mm-hmm. on campus. You might even see them more because you're like, I don't, I don't know anyone. I, I don't know my classmates yet. I, I mean, I kind of know my teacher, but he or she is down there at the front of the room. So that right. person that stands at that register, you're the, you're dealing with them every day. So like they, they yeah. might be one of the first people you meet and, and learn, you know, and, and get to know while you're on campus. Absolutely. People will say like, they're just like my aunt or my grandma or my mom, <laughs> you know, like away from home. And they do like just as many comments as we get about the chicken patties on those surveys. We get comments about, I love Lois or I love Carlene or Joanna's awesome. Or, you know, yeah. they just, they love the cashiers, which is great. And it's a great bond that they all have with them. And they, they told me how to properly say Oswego. So I learned, I <laughs> learned right yes. away. <laughs> it's oh, no, not Oswego. Those, right? <laughs> yeah. My family, my family yeah. still calls it Oswego. I'm like, can you, I've been out of school there for, for like 25 years. Can you pronounce it correctly for once, please? <laughs> I remember when I was a freshman in college, I got, you know, that's when we had the regular phones in the rooms back then. And I got a phone call one morning. I got woken up to a telemarketer asking me if I was from sunny Oswego. I was like, oh. no. <laughs> I don't even know where that is. <laughs> so, so you'd mentioned uh, you graduated in 03. Let's go back to when you were a student. What was your major uh, while you were a student in Oswego? Um, I was public justice and forensic science. Yeah. So clearly I'm a little off base still working <laughs> in the dining center. But <laughs> but yeah, actually many of our managers went to Oswego, came right up through, um, never left, became management and are still there. So, you know, that's kind of cool that we've mm-hmm. been able to do that all the way up through. And none of us have any degrees that remotely pertain to food, but it worked out. So, and what was your experience like as a group leader at uh, Lakeside Dining Hall while you were a student? Um, it was pretty cool. You know, we had a lot more responsibility back then than we give our group leaders now, but um, I remember, I don't know if you guys remember this, but we, before we had, we used to have late night at Hewitt Union when I was a student. Uh, yeah, I remember. And, and um, I remember during like midterms and finals, we would open Lakeside for like snack breaks and the group leaders were the ones that ran that. There was no manager there. Like we were just there by ourselves. We'd have like cookies and fruit and stuff out and we'd be playing games and people would come in and just grab a snack and a drink and, you know, leave. It was, we had some fun times back then for sure. Things have changed quite a bit, but yeah, I enjoyed it. That's obviously part of the reason I stayed and continued on. So you give us an example of what has changed since that time? I would say just like student staffing is completely different. Like we had, we had different relationships with the staff that worked there. You know, we would talk to them, we would learn about them. Um, you know, we'd know their kids' names and all that stuff. And they're just different bonds were developed. Um, and they would learn the same stuff about you and they really cared. And now the students they're very private. They're very to themselves. Like, and there are obviously exceptions to the rule. Um, but for the most part, like people don't get to know people like they used to. So, I blame cell phones. Yeah. Cell phones. I really think COVID had a big part of it too. Like uh, people don't know sure. how to communicate. So I guess I'm still stuck a little bit in 
I mean, in your forties, you don't want to call it old school, but it is kind of, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a different time for sure. Yeah. I mean, cell phones were barely a thing back then. So it's, it's right. a totally, totally different thing. It is. <laughs> Do they even still have phones in the rooms anymore? Or is it because they kids don't. everyone has cell phones now? Really? Yep. yep there are no oh. phones. That's crazy. Everything is, you know, our back in the day too, we had to call like telecommunications when we got there and have our ports turned on and all yes. that stuff. They're just all active. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Bring you back some memories Thank there. God, because that was terrible. Uh, when we initially started talking to auxiliary services about having someone to talk about chicken patty day, they, they said, well, the inventor was Craig Traub. And I know <laughs> Craig was a longtime uh, manager there at, at auxiliary services. Like what kind of impact, what, what did, did Craig have on, on auxiliary services uh, during his career there? You know, I still, so Craig was the food service director when I was a student. He's the one that hired me. Um, I actually saw him last week. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he awesome. came in when our dietitian left. Um, he's doing really well. You know, he, I give a lot of credit to where auxiliary services is today to him. He was so passionate about food in general. Um, you know, he loved seeing, I remember him getting on the lines and he loved like talking to the students and seeing what they liked. And he just really like fed off that. And um, he just really enjoyed food and he really enjoyed customer service and making sure that people got what they wanted and needed. He's one of a kind for sure. For me personally, I didn't really live any other part of campus except for Finnell and, and, and Hart. So I was, a you know, strictly made mainly a, a Cooper dining hall person. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really venture out to the other dining hall as much because it's in the middle of campus. But what was your, is what is your favorite dining hall? Did you have one when you were a student? Did you have one, you know, since you've been working at, at Oswego? So I grew up on that side of campus as well. So, but I went to Cooper and to Lakeside. Um, out of the two lakes, I was definitely my favorite, but that's also where I worked. So that gives a little bit of credit for that. As a manager, I would say, so I managed Little Page, Mac, and Cooper and Lakeside as a manager. I would say my favorite was Little Page. And there was a mixture of the staff and the students. The reason why I loved working there, we had an amazing staff. Everybody worked together. We had fun. Um, and the students there, they tended to be a little bit older because of course, Daga was there with all the sweets and stuff. So, you know, they had grown up a little bit. And so they would come through and it just, we just had a good time. And they were a good group of kids overall. So I would say that that's my favorite one for sure. I feel like Mackin would have been the easiest because it was generally older students, right? That was where like the people that lived, you know, lived, <laughs> stayed on campus for four years may have lived in their senior year or something like that. I feel like that was like the easiest dining hall. Yeah, it was. That was a different atmosphere for sure. Mackin was only open four days a week, though. So, you know, the Monday through Thursday. And that was great. But man, we were busy from I don't remember the three to what was it? Three to eight or something like that. We'd open those doors and they would just knock them down. <laughs> so my senior year, I lived in, you know, leave me alone is, and that was, uh, Mackin was my stop. <laughs> Mackin, I, I worked in Mackin. I, it was awesome. Like it was just so awesome to work there. And obviously yeah, I, I lived in alone as well. So just the, the old man group yeah. home or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah. Tamara, what was, um, 
I guess what would have been your go-to meal as a student? I guess maybe besides a chicken patty, you know, what would have been like for me? I mean, I was a double burger day. I'd take get burgers all the time. If I wasn't getting chicken patties, I was getting burgers. Yeah, that's the other popular one right there. <laughs> um, I I guess I was pretty simple. Like I could remember eating a lot of bagels. I don't know why. Like I never went to breakfast. I'd go to brunch on the weekend. So I guess you know, bagels. I liked a lot of the different soups. Um, at Lakeside, when I was a student, we had stir fry, homemade stir fry all the time. I really enjoyed that too. So that's no longer there either, but that was good times. I think because I worked there, I didn't want the chicken patties and the burgers like everybody else. Cause that's all I ever yeah. served burgers and fries and chicken patties uh, and fries. And so I, I just imagine. didn't want them <laughs> it's kind of like allison working at dunkin donuts kevin yeah. yes uh my wife allison worked for a time there and she's like no i, I think i'm good with donuts i don't need any of those yeah, <laughs> yeah um sure. so what was your go-to option outside of campus oh god um there used to be this little bagel shop downtown they had the best breakfast bagel it was called like E&D's bagels um, i loved that place you don't remember that? Was that no. the one on Bridge Street near um, where NY Pie used to be? Yes. Like down the, yes, it was. It was the coolest little place. Um, but also I used to love a good Papa John's pizza. And I was so sad when they left the Oswego campus. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know, I, that was probably next to the sub shop. Papa John's would be next. And uh, oh, I don't yeah, know for sure. You can't forget that either. <laughs> no. Uh, but it would be the the Papa John's wake up at, at seven in the morning, eight, nine, ten in the morning on Saturday and eat, pick up the box that was on the floor from last night. <laughs> and there would still be a couple of slices in there. You would have a couple for breakfast, you know, <laughs> we would get the dominators. Remember the Domino's Domino's had those dominator pies. They were like boards of pizza. That was like 30 slices, you know, 30 oh, slices man. cut into little pieces. Oh. I mean, it's like sacrilege from where I'm from to even say that Domino's was good, but <laughs> Um, when you were but, drinking anything was good. But yes, the fact it was 100%. the fact that there was really no other good, no other real pizza that you know. I mean, there's not why pie wasn't bad, but you know, when you're when you're a college student, you can't really afford so ten dollars for a thirty slice pie of pizza. You, you you take it. Good deal. Absolutely. And I don't know. Did you guys ever go to um, late night at Hewitt Union? They used to have the calzones. Yeah. Yes. Oh my yes. god, I used to love those too. That's <laughs> right. They don't make those anymore either. I'm like, where's the good stuff? Was Taco Bell there? Was Taco Bell part yes. of it? Yeah, it was, was part union. of them. Yeah. yeah. No, those, yeah, the calzones, those were, those were good for late night. Yeah. What about the, um, what was the name of the place upstairs in the union? Um, oh, the forum. The forum. Is the for is, is their forum still around or something like the forum still around anywhere? No, not at all. They closed that. Oh, that's been gone for a while, actually. Yeah. Um, when they started, after Hewitt, after Murano had been opened, Hewitt started, they started to pull pieces out of there um, and they started to make like upstairs all classrooms. And about that time, and I don't remember what year it was, but they pulled, they took the forum and they made it into classrooms as well. Oh man. So that was gone. I used to love their bike, their bacon grilled cheese. Yeah, that wow. was a cool, that was a cool little thing. I mean, we were all, we all spent a good amount of time in the basement of Hewitt uh, Union. So God, for me, I would be, I would be, I don't know if time pieces was around when, when you were there, Tamara, it may have been like around that time. It was the very beginning, my first year. Okay. And I promised like time pieces in the ozone and then there we go. 
<laughs> ozone. Oh, oh man. I give you the, the garlic, uh, slice of garlic pizza from time pieces. I yeah, sit there and the, then go- the time sticks. Yes. Little, yes. Those were good. <laughs> and then do it in between DJ shifts at NYO. Just run down, grab some and ozone. Yeah. If you wanted a, a seltzer, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I used to have like those mock fruity drinks. They were good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once they closed the real bar on campus a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens, you know, when lakeside renovations are complete. And like, what what, what do you think? What, what do they have? What will they have in store uh, for dining on lakeside once everything's up and running? You mean Little Page? Is that what yeah, you're Little Page. About? Did I say Little? I'm sorry. I misspoke. Okay. <laughs> you know, I don't know because I feel like plans change a little bit daily with what they want. Uh, I think you'll see... Obviously, the buildings are a little dated besides Lakeside, which got the renovation. Um, it's been a while now, but I think you'll see more of like the like the stations. It seems to be what students want, like different things that they can build. Like, so I think you'll see more of that come out of it. I could be wrong. Um, I know it's obviously in for some updates, but students want like they love like when you can build like a bowl concept or, you know, build on the tacos or nachos and stuff like that. So that seems to be where we're trending right now. So I feel like it's going to be a little more customizable. Mm-hmm. So they want to go to Chipotle is what you're saying. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> we have a Mac and cheese bowl right now. They just love mm, it. Nice. Mac wow. and cheese is the base and you can put, you know, bacon and whatever you want and a chicken and, Oh, they man. just, that's one of their faves. They love that for sure. That's delicious. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't live, yeah. if I didn't live five hours away, I'd be up there soon. <laughs> chicken I, patty and a mac and cheese bowl. Who knows? Exactly. Uh, the chicken right. patty inside. The, the <laughs> mac and cheese bowl. Chris and I are calling out sick tomorrow. We're going to be that's on right. campus uh, about nine o'clock and it's going to be a uh, all, all you can eat buffet. <laughs> uh, so, just to jump back for a little bit. So you, you were with, uh, through, through your time as a student, you were with, uh, dining auxiliary services, and then you were offered an assistant manager position upon graduation. Uh, was there even any hesitation or were you like, yes, let's do this. Um, there was hesitation actually. Um, Craig had talked to me before I graduated and was like, you know, what would you think about being an assistant manager? And I had big goals. I was going to work for Camp Hollis for the summer. And then Mm -hmm. I was going to get this big job. I didn't even know what I was doing, but I was going, you know, and about halfway through the summer, I was still working at Camp Hollis. And I had this moment of panic. What am I going to do? I don't have a job. So I called Craig and I was like, so about that job. So he had me come in for an interview. And I was like, I promise you I'll stay one year. You have me for one year. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I remember joking with him at like 10 years. I told you I'd stay one year. You didn't expect me to stay 10, did you? Um, But I did. It like sucks you in. (laughs) So I loved it. I was an assistant manager from till, let's see, my son was born in 2007. That's when I went to Mackin. I was still an assistant manager there, but I was the only one in the building. So technically I was managing it. Um, And I was there for like a year and a half and then. I got technically promoted to a manager and I went to Cooper for five years after that. So it's been fun. Lots of different buildings, lots of different experiences. With your major, what were you really like looking forward to doing, you know, originally? 
Yeah, I really wanted to be a crime scene investigator. So, but in order to do that, the only college in New York that offered that track at the time was John Jay. Um, and I really didn't want to live in the city at that point. So I was kind of like holding back and then got married, had kids and that kind of flew out the window. So, but that's what my goal was. Now I joke that I could probably test the food just to make sure everything's fine. And that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Put that chemistry to some kind of use, right? <laughs> Obviously, the name of our show was Throwing Bagels Podcast. Yeah. Uh, for those that are listening, uh, if you want to know the reason and the origin of that name, please listen to our first episode. But what I wanted to ask you, Tamara, is do you have, or I should say, what memories do you have of throwing bagels? Did you experience that going hockey games back in the time you were going there? I have both positive and negative memories of this. <laughs> because when I was a student, I loved it, right? We'd steal the bagels from the dining halls, <laughs> chuck them on the ice. <laughs> it was great, you know? <laughs> but as a manager, it was terrible. <laughs> 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 because you'd put a whole tray of bagels out and you'd walk away and 30 oh. seconds later you come back and it was empty and there was somebody standing there that might have actually wanted to eat a bagel and they were like there is none and at that time our baker used to make them so we had to order what we needed so there wasn't anything to go get so you know then we tried to smarten up and like put them under a counter so people had to like ask for them mm. but then they just learned and started stealing them days before like <laughs> We couldn't win. <laughs> see, see the student, the student that's waiting by the empty tray of bagels that they don't know what's going on there. They should know right. better than that. Exactly. Yeah. That was like the freshman. That's very exactly. I was going to say that. One hundred percent. It was a freshman who had no clue what was going on, and he was like, exactly. "I just wanted a bagel." Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, for sure, I missed those days. You know when. When Murano first opened, we were like, oh, you know, the bagel continue. Nope. Shut right down. Did anyone try to throw a bagel? There the, yeah, the first year I can remember, I went to the game and oh, man. Um, they threw a couple bagels and they threatened to penalize our team and, you know, all this other stuff. And, and I get it. But, um, yeah, the first couple years were a little rough getting people to transition over. But... I mean, I don't know if you guys have been in the new campus center and it's beautiful and it's great, but Romney had this, I, I don't know what it was. It had this atmosphere yep. and maybe it's because we grew up in that era, but I certainly miss that atmosphere for sure. It doesn't have the same uh, feel, right? Like right. It's the, the, the emotion, the emotion that you, that, that you felt in, in Romney is it in, doesn't feel the same as in, uh, the new one and i haven't been to the new one in in a in a while but you know from the times i have been there it just seems like it's too it's very laid back and very right. more more conservative you know i don't feel like people are really into it as much yeah we were all up on our feet hooting and hollering having a grand old time you know that just doesn't happen the atmosphere is different for sure it's, it's a stale yeah. environment now it's very yeah. stale yeah that's that's a good word for it i remember as a student one time Sit, I'm standing on the bleachers. We're all having a good old time, and somebody yelled duck. So I did. Well, the kid behind me didn't, and he took the puck oh, right to his chest. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But that would have been my head if I wouldn't have ducked. Wow. Good thing you were listening. Yeah, yeah. good thing. You always <laughs> had to have your head on a swivel and, and oh. 
It was for opponents walking into Romney. It was about as intimidating an environment as you could get. And I have been there where the really the crowd literally turned the the tide of the game. So like Oswego may have been struggling at one point. They may have been down a goal or two. And then the crowd would start getting into it. You know, the baseball team would always be there getting people riled up. And and then everyone started to cheer and you would bounce off the walls right onto the ice. Deafening at times, absolutely mm-hmm. deafening. And uh, Oswego would really feed off that energy and, and, you know, and, and take a lead, you know, so, uh, a few times later, later in game. So uh, you get, really can't understate that the kind of environment that that will, took place in the Romney Fieldhouse way back when. Yeah, for sure. That's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. They certainly did. Chris, we're going to have to make a trip up next year and start teaching people how to cheer quickly. <laughs> I tried, Jay. I tried. I, I tried. And I got shouted down. Like, no, can't do that anymore. It's like the student section stands in every single college I've ever seen on television. They just sit and they clap. Yay. And it's over. That's all they do now. I, 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 this could be a whole separate podcast about how I feel. About yes, it could. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to sell out the student section too badly because I got to admit when Chris and I, we went to the playoff games and the student section was, was, was pretty riled they up. Good. They were, they were, yep. they were pretty good. Uh, I'd have to say, but the rest of the stadium, uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty laid back uh, yeah. for, for the rest of the arena, but uh, it's still the bottom line is um, Morano or the Deborah Stanley Arena, or whatever it's called these days. Uh, the arena, the rink center, or something. Com- I don't know. It's yeah. still one of the best uh, facilities in D three. I would have to say, <laughs> if not D one. I mean, I've, they're better than some D one schools. Uh, so without a doubt. But yeah, we got to work on the fan thing. So maybe we got to bring some people over to Cornell, show them how it's done, and then they could bring it back to uh, to teach everyone else at Oswego. <laughs> So. I'd imagine that kind of yeah. like being at Syracuse sometimes during those games. Right. If you had one, like one memory, one, you know, of working in the dining halls, you know, one just crazy moment that happened, what's the biggest one that pops out to you that you're like, I can't believe this ever happened when I was working in one of the dining halls. Uh, I don't know. I guess there's some good or bad, good or bad. In my head. Um, but one of the things that was like the weirdest thing to me is I remember I was working late night and one of my group leaders comes running back to the kitchen. He's like, you gotta, you gotta come out front. There's something really wrong. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We were already closed. He's like, you have to come out front Tamara. And so I'm like, all right. So I walk with him out front. He's like, look, and I'm looking at this table. I'm like, what am I looking at? I see a glass on it. And he's like, no, really look at it. And the hockey players had taken a glass, put a goldfish in it, flipped it upside down, and it was on, it was suction cups to the table. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God. He's like, what are we going to do? And I was like, go get me a tray. And he's like, what are you going to use a tray for? I'm like, just go get one. So I slid it on off, flipped it up. The hockey player came in the next day, and it was honestly, I shouldn't blow them under the bus, but it was the year that they won the championship. So. <laughs> Um, they walked in the next day and I was like, so I see you left me a friend last night and they tried to like lie about it, but they all just started laughing. <laughs> so that's the secret. So they need to do that. Basically they need to do that every year to win, to win that's the right. championship yes. is what I'm yeah. hearing. Maybe they should start leaving fish on the table. So we're going to have to tell the hockey team to start doing that every year now yeah. going forward. 
So we put it in a bowl and kept it as a pet for a while. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. It was the mascot. Yeah. 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 That was definitely one of the favorites because it was, it was all in good fun too. Like, you know, when they, they started laughing and they didn't do it to be mean. They were just having a good old time. So. I mean, the fish had water to swim in, right? So it wasn't like Absolutely. it was just flopping yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been mean. Exactly. No, no animals were harmed in the process. <laughs> right, I think we'll have to start the uh, table goldfish podcast. That's, yeah. coming. That's coming soon. That's next. After throwing bagels, table goldfish. The next incarnation. The rest of the managers might kill me, though. If they oh, all right. Ermine. Well. <laughs> uh, Samara, thank you so much uh, uh, for joining us on, on this Throwing Bagels podcast episode. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for the invite. This has Thank been a long so time. It's been a long time coming. We've been talking about the chicken patty for a while. We've been waiting for this episode. <laughs> well, if you're ever in the Oswego area, get a hold of me. I'll hook you up with a chicken patty. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I will. I will 100 guarantee be reaching out at some point. <laughs> yes. You know, well, just Kurt- a fun fact. Before I came on tonight, I ran the reports to see just how many chicken patties. We had purchased so far this year, and we had a thousand cases already. So, so five weeks left. How so, many? How many are a case? Uh, there's like forty. They're ten pound cases, so it's quite a few chicken patties right there. Oh. Yeah. That's right. You're winding down, right? When is well, like finals week is what? A couple couple weeks away or something. Finals week is the second weekend in, or the second week in May. Oh, okay. I'm way off. So you still got, got another month. Another month. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we'll hit twelve hundred. <laughs> maybe another month of chicken patties. That's right. <laughs> well, Chris, uh, Chris, and I are in the Syracuse area, so we'll be we'll be on our way up tomorrow. So we'll All right. keep, keep <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, uh, thanks again, Tamara. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. And that was Tamara Cunningham, the purchasing manager for auxiliary services at SUNY Oswego, and. That was a lot of fun, guys. It was, was a lot of fun. it was a it was a blast. I lo- loved little walk down memory lane. Absolutely. Exactly. We have been working on on chicken pat on a chicken patty day episode uh, for over I would say well over two months. Um, so I, I'm looking through my emails and I sent one out at the end of January. So really, right when we launched, we were in the still the very early stages of our podcast. And uh, it it took a while. I we did talk to a couple of people. We did talk to Craig Traub, and he was unavailable. So uh, we went back to auxiliary services, and they they said, uh, I guess Tamara drew the short straw. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> she doesn't know what she got herself into. Uh, nope. Uh, it sounded like we have an open invitation to come get chicken patties anytime uh, we want. It's a I dangerous so. proposition, my friend. I think so unlimited chicken patty pass. Free unlimited chicken patties for for life. Uh, I, I do remember that I would I would see when I made it to campus dining hall early enough for breakfast, like the days leading into a hockey game. No, that you could not get a bagel like anywhere, <laughs> anywhere at a dining nope. hall. So. I don't remember that that much. Like I don't I didn't I mean, I guess because I didn't live on campus my senior year. Mm. Um I don't remember the, uh, you know, people, the stealing of the, I, I didn't see the stealing of the, of the bagels, you know, 
I didn't, and I don't really remember from junior year that people did that. I, I'm going to out myself and say that I may have participated in meeting Vegas <laughs> at some point. Well, Chris. junior Kevin and I couldn't do it, so you know, yeah, we we, yeah. we, we weren't we weren't able to 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 do that <laughs> because we were on the air. So the, there was no That's way right. we could do that. I may have snuck a few bagels for you guys too. <laughs> <laughs> it you know it was good practice for Chuckapuck, right? Uh, it was, yes. Yeah, see, uh, they still do that uh, on. Although they use, I think they use foam pucks. It's like a yeah, it's like a foamy rubbery yeah. type thing. It doesn't fly very well. No, that doesn't sound. No. Back doesn't in our day, we used the real pucks, man. Yeah, that's they were right. real pucks. Back in our day. <laughs> Back in our day, Sunny, get off my lawn. Listen <laughs> here, we used real pucks. And then you hit someone with it by accident. Ah, uh, you know, from our vantage point, it was it was very it was a straight shot for us. Oh, yeah. Jimmy. We were in it, that booth. It was always, yeah, yeah. We we're like hanging over the red the center dot practically, yeah. so you could just kind of <laughs> float that. And I had done I had done that. I I did chuck a puck from you there. threw Are a you couple. Kidding? I saw you throw a couple. Oh yeah, over the time we were doing it, never won. But that that's <laughs> I was going to say you guys win, You know, he had oh. a horrible aim. He, <laughs> we were on the red line, and his went left to right all the time. <laughs> oh good lord. <laughs> Uh, my wife won it a few times, uh, so she she had the knack for the uh, the puck throwing. Me me not so much, uh, but yeah. So uh, we'll uh, we're, we're going to be um, Chris and I. Like I said, we're going up tomorrow, and yeah. Or I wonder if I like a pop belly some uh, some some chicken patties, have them freeze them and send them down to me. I, I'm, or, I'm guessing they come frozen already, so yeah, we we'll just ship them down to you. Yeah, right. We'll get the supplier. The same, I don't have a fryer, so it's, I mean, it's not going to be the same. Uh, I can air fry it, I guess, but I don't know. I'll dry it out. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be the same. <laughs> That's the other thing, Chris. Like, right, these guys, were not... Trip. We, there was never like a dried out chicken patty. There were always... Never. I don't know how they did never. it, but it was like right mm-hmm. on the nose, perfect every time. Yep, 100%. I just lathered it with some mayo or ketchup oh, and lettuce and tomato bones and cheese. Right. I am <sighs> definitely... Come hockey season this year, making a trip. All right, maybe over the summer as well. We'll see. Okay. Although summer, it's not going to be open, so that that defeats the purpose of that. We, I, I know. We got a contact, and we know a person. Exactly. Can in. you can you open up the kitchen for us just so we can make a couple <laughs> chicken patties, please? <laughs> Fire up the fryer. I'll do it myself. <laughs> I just want. We just need four, five, maybe six. We just six. need six chicken yeah, patties. Six. That's all. Each. Just, just we're just going to turn on the fryer for like I don't know half hour. Get that thing boiling good, and then throw some in there. I think we'll be banned for life at that point. Just about. All right. Well, uh, do do we could talk a little bit about sports? I think the only thing worth worth chatting about at this point is uh, Jay. You were at opening day for the New York Mets. Uh, I've heard a lot about the scoreboard. Oh, um, it is humongous. It, it is. Is it? It, it is redonkulous. <laughs> that thing. I was sitting. I was sitting in the second row on the upper deck, and. It was huge. You're like looking at it and you're like, oh my God, like this thing is taller than my house. That's Not joking. Crazy. It's ridiculous. It is came as advertised. Let's put it that way. You're like, wow. And then then you have like the little one to the right now. Yeah, I say little one because it literally dwarfs it and makes the old you know one on the right side look like this little like TV that I have on my wall in my, my living room. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, yeah, 
It's very nice. Big as the one at Shea, though, is it? Is, is that no, it's, oh, yeah. it's like it's way twelve times the size of the one at Shea. Yeah, no, I'm talking like the whole. So the whole thing where they kept like the lineups on each side, like it's taller than that. Yeah, it's huge. It's re- I, I can't even explain how big it is. It is insane. I, ju- I I saw something the other day on on the size of it. I don't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, it's. You it's guys keep talking. I'll, I'll look it up. Go ahead. Keep talking. It's keep crazy. Going. I I was oh, like, sure. I got there. And the first thing I did was I went and I was on the field level, obviously, when I first got there and I went to go take a picture of it. And I was like, oh, my God, thing is huge. And then you go behind it. Right. Because then you walk around the concourse and you go all the way to the behind center, you know, behind the, uh, the wall in center field. And you're just behind where the, you know, the vent where some vendors are, where the other vendors are. And you're looking at the back of it. <laughs> you're looking up at it. You're like, oh, my God. God, it's like <laughs> looking up at the World Trade Center. Like, wow. All right. You're okay. you're ready. So this thing is 17,400 square feet. So it is three times larger than the screen that was there at City Field, which was oh, okay. big enough. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So it is gigantic. You got if when you see it in person, you'll be like, oh, my God, like. I saw a friend of mine, she, uh, she, she, I posted a picture of it on Facebook and she was like, it looks humongous on TV. I was like, you have no idea in person. It look, makes it look like what it makes it look like in, in person. It's not even remotely the same thing. You can't even compare the two. What would you say the size of that was? It was 17,000 over 17,000 square feet. The the scoreboard at Shea was 15,000 square feet. No, was it? Oh, the scoreboard. Yeah. Oh, the well, whole the scoreboard. With, the whole yeah. thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's what I'm okay, yeah. So, 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 think of that as one big TV, and then add two thousand more square feet to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go, Chris. Now you know how big it is. That's outrageous. Yeah. Exactly. No, we have to play Madden on that thing. Awesome. <laughs> that they, they, they did that. They, um, there was a video of someone playing like like Madden or something else on there and you know right when they first uh when they like when they first unveiled it and you could sit in the upper deck and just oh my god oh, right? right and it, literally it would be like if you sat in like the first row of the upper deck it would basically be like sitting on your couch where your tv is on your wall That's and like insane. laying That's there awesome. yeah so now we we know what they're gonna do during when the Mets are on the road there's an idea right there Steve <laughs> Cohen there's, there's a rain delay <laughs> <laughs> let's uh hashtag or uh let's at steve cohen and say right. hey look listen e-game here's our idea e-sports. Yeah, right seriously <laughs> that, that that was second to the to the game itself right yeah and then they had edwin diaz come out for the uh they announced edwin diaz after they announced the whole team and he came out they played his they started playing his music and he he, he came out to the top of the, to the top of the dugout steps which mm-hmm. was pretty cool that was a really great moment and uh yeah it's unfortunate that the Mets may will likely Met fans will likely not see him this season, but uh, yeah. you know at least they had that one opportunity, uh, you know, to do that. Um, well, I think that'll do it. Uh, that was a that was a fun uh, Oswego pod Oswego related podcast. Uh, great job, Chris, uh, cross promoting our our first podcast. If you if you do want to know what throwing bagels is all about, then. Guess what? Just listen to that podcast, and there you go. Sounded We're not, professional for about thirty seconds there, you know. Fantastic. 
so, and you can also, by the way, ca- check out our website. There is uh, a blog out. Uh, we're, we're blogging when we're not speaking. So uh, the latest blog is has been out on the website for a bit now at throwingbagels.com. I, I spoke my, I'm the last one to blog and I wrote about how I went to uh, a couple of opening days for the Syracuse Mets, the AAA affiliate of the Mets and including the first game ever. That was exciting. Um, many years of waiting for the Syracuse Mets uh, to officially be take place. So that was very exciting. And uh, there's so, a picture of you and Allison uh, included in the blog. Uh, that's right. Captured by the Syracuse.com folks. Post-standard, yep. maybe it was post-standard. Post-standard, yep. Both. Uh, it was, I, I don't know. I don't know if it ever made the printed version, but I know it was on the, the website because uh, I heard from hats. people. Uh, with, uh, well, I had my, no, that's right. My trapper hat, how to get the trapper hat. You know, we needed it that day. <laughs> so, I mean, opening day in Syracuse is usually pretty cold. Was, it, was cold too, right? oh, it was awful <laughs> that day. Now this past one this year in 2023, it was actually, mm, uh, milder, you know, we were in the fifties. So it was like, Oh, I don't really need this trapper hat. This is actually okay. Um, but yeah, 2019, way colder, way colder. It was yeah. crazy. It was supposed to be 78 degrees at City Field on the real opening day this year, third this past Thursday. And they, of course, they rained it out and it never rained. The next day, it drops to like 50 degrees. I was like, son of a... Who's going to go wear shorts? Now I had to bundle up and wear a jacket and everything. I was like, man, yeah. now it's cold out. Because, you know, you know, Shea is when you're sitting in the upper deck or Shea, City Field, just the area. The wind yeah. coming off the, the bay, not the same. I was not happy. I mean, it was fine, but I bitched a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> just a little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> check us out, throwingbagels.com. You can email us, throwingbagelspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can download it from our website. Uh, so, you know, maybe you don't have the time to sit by your computer, just download it to your portable device. Your your Walkman, right? Is that what the kids use these days? The Walkman, yeah. And then you, yeah. And then you go ahead, listen to it at uh, some other time. That's great. You know, it's funny. Go, going back to the to the interview we just had with Tamara, I can't believe they don't have freaking. I guess I should believe it, but they don't have phones in their rooms anymore. Yeah. It was like three one five three one two blah 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 blah. Yeah. That was yeah. That was the first six digits. Everyone's phone number. It was those those great like handset desktop yeah. phones, yeah, the awesome. big receiver, and like it felt like a real slam those down when you were pissed off. If you uh, spoke to your parents on your phone and they yelled at you for something, you were like whammo. <laughs> right, <laughs> this is what I think of you. There's something to be said. I never about did that, that though. Never did that. Oh no, no, never. Uh, me, not. me neither. Um, yeah. But there's something to be said about. Slamming a phone down versus angrily pressing the hang up button on your smartphone. Yeah. That's, it's not that's the same. Not the same. It's not no. the same. No, no. no. <laughs> you got really angry. You just yanked the you know the cord out of the wall. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing. Just chuck it across. And the then through the phone. Yeah. Show you. <laughs> there may have been a broken phone at some point in my time in Oswego. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I don't know who would have done it. It wasn't. Couldn't have been me, but there would have been, there was definitely a broken phone at some point in my four years of us. We go that someone broke. Match all the equipment we had at TOP and NYO. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great point, Chris. Uh, 
I mean, it wasn't for me, it wasn't that and I know this podcast is going to be like a five hour extravaganza at this rate. Uh, but um, <laughs> I, I think I dropped a landline not long after college. Like we were, we yeah. were like, my wife and I were like, why are we paying for a landline? We never yeah. use it except to order pizza. And we just do that on our phone, on our cell a, phone. I haven't had a landline in years. No. And the only reason why I did have it at one point was because I had a, the, the the triple play package for cable, but Ooh, I never uh, hooked on the phone. So it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's bringing back memories of uh, long distance phone calls and oh. M- MCI and this MCI. and that. And, uh, you'd have your card to pay for, for long distance and oh, my that goodness. off. And, oh, my wow, God. It was crazy. Bring back some there. <laughs> Uphill both ways in the snow, and we had to call long distance. <laughs> That's right. Had to dial a number. And you got the bill. From us, we go. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I remember that two dollars twenty-five cents. Yeah, what do you mean? Like, why is there a twelve-dollar charge on your phone bill? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because you called me. Because you keep calling. Yeah, yeah exactly. Stop calling. <laughs> Stop calling. You made me call <laughs> you, and you kept me on the phone for too long. And it wasn't after eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night when the rates were cheaper. Yes, that's the other Don't thing. Don't call me at one o'clock in the afternoon when I get home from, from, from class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just got this new cell phone, but only call me after eight o'clock. Because that's exactly. unlimited. Oh, unlimited nights and unlimited weekends. Unlimited hours after eight o'clock and free on weekends. <laughs> And it's ten Only cents a text message, so don't text me too often. I I can't I can't respond. It's ten it's ten <laughs> cents. <laughs> Those add up. Let me tell you. Oh, tell me about it. Our, our demo for the last five minutes is about age forty five <laughs> to seventy five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Sure. We have. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. That's fine. Uh, A lot of people can relate. I'm okay with that. You. I'm okay with that. Now get off my lawn. Uh, right, exactly. Listen. We're, we're going to keep going. Uh, you know, our generation, I mean, at Oswego, we were among the last to cut reel-to-reel tape if you were a broadcasting major. Yeah, we're, um, so I did that, and I actually had to do that when I worked at WRVO because our auxiliary, because if we had two different interviews being recorded at the same time, the first interview would be recorded at the digital station. So we had Cool Edit which was the the audio editing software. And then that was bought by Adobe and it later became Adobe Audition. But in any case, they would have that space to record their interview. And then if you were interview number two, you had the misfortune of being set up in the auxiliary studio with the reel-to-reel deck. And you would record on that and you'd have to oh, edit man. and splice. And so, yeah, so that actually came in handy for me, at least early in my radio career. Uh, but... Uh, you think about all the technology that that we've gone through in our lives. Like I remember dialing a rotary phone in my grandmother's house and mm-hmm. the, the big chunky black phone that weighed a ton mm-hmm. um, and going from there all the way out to, uh, you know, just uh, the smartphones that are today are 15 times more powerful than any computer I ever had when I was a teenager. <laughs> it's insane. I had this, that one of those computers that was like a humongous box. You know, so we go. Yeah. <laughs> The the ones you had to stick the floppy disk in to get it to start up and yep then, yeah. <laughs> man these kids today they have it so easy these you know what's today. crazy I'm gonna put this in perspective for you okay that yes. was 21 years ago oh my god 
No, Think I mean technically that. more than that. It was, I mean technically when we started college, it was uh been twenty almost twenty. It's been twenty six years. Twenty six mm-hmm. years, but that's still not in the grand scheme of things. That's not a long time. No, no, you're right. Old enough to drink. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that length of time. Yes, old enough to hit the shed. <laughs> not not open anymore, by the way. No, it is now a uh, liquor store, I believe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but but yeah, Chris, I mean, you look at a, any 25 year gap, like 25 year chunk of time and really things really accelerated in the last 25. It's amazing how much yes. things have changed. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, so you can email us at uh, throwing bagels podcast <laughs> at gmail.com and uh, keep keep tabs. All right. And, uh, you know, please uh, reach out and find us on Twitter. Uh, at throwing bagel, what is it? Throwing bagel pod, is that right? Did I get uh, Twitter is at throw bagel pod. Yes. Okay. Facebook, we're on Facebook too. At Jay throwing bagels podcast. Okay. Uh, we're on so LinkedIn, we have LinkedIn as well, right? We're on LinkedIn as well. Throwing bagels podcast on LinkedIn. We have no, a we group. are all over the place. And also, we have a newsletter that goes out mm-hmm. every month. You can sign up for our newsletter on our website, throwingbagels.com. Uh, if you haven't done so, do it, or I'll do it for you. I've signed up a few people. <laughs> Only my mom and dad. They don't. I mean, whatever. Do they know, Do they Jason? Know? <laughs> they will <laughs> know soon. <laughs> uh, that's our only request: is that you ask you ask for their permission before adding them to our list. Of course, or our, I mean, our they're my parents. I'm allowed to do that kind of stuff. Okay, it's not like right. I did Fair some enough. Joe Schmo on the street. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, that Joe Schmo or get his permission first. So. Yes, if I do, <laughs> I, will get, I will get his permission. <laughs> uh, the newsletter, is, as Chris mentioned, is uh, re- basically a recap of everything we do over the course of the month. So April, uh, last day of April, we will send you a full recap of the blogs we've posted, the episodes we've we've uh, uh, posted as well, the people we've spoken with. Uh, so it's really a great opportunity for you to to catch up on some of the things you might have missed um, over the course of of the next few weeks. So please, you know, sign up uh, whenever you can, and we will talk to you next time. We are actually keeping the uh, Oswego. We're staying on the Oswego State train, right? Because uh, next time we are talking to, I think one of our our, our favorite professors, uh, and he's still Definitely teaching at Oswego. Mm-hmm. is uh, none other than Chris Mack, who's just a phenomenal teacher. Um, so we are looking forward to uh, talking with him on our next podcast. And we got a blog or two in between. So please stick around and we will talk to you later. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Thank Jason. Thank you, Kevin. You, Jason. Take care, guys. All right. Sign See up. Ya.